Welcome to Everyday Wellness. Wellness is the result of the decisions that you make every day. It's your mindset and the thoughts you believe. Wellness is the food you put in your body and the relationship you have with yourself and others. Wellness is your work and meaning. Join us on Everyday Wellness as we explore ways that you can choose wellness today. Good morning. We have a trusted hot sex advisor to millions. Susan Bratton is a champion and advocate for passionate intimacy and sexual health. She's written 30 books and online programs teaching heart-connected, conscious lovemaking techniques, bedroom communication skills, and sexual wellness protocols. She's a frequent guest on Daytime TV, has a ridiculously charming YouTube channel at betterlover.com, and frequently speaks from the stage on topics such as primal sex, and my vagina is trending. Welcome, Susan. It's a pleasure to have you with us this morning. Hello, Cynthia and Kelly. I'm so happy to be here. I um, really enjoyed meeting you recently, and I'm glad we had such a good connection because I love your podcast. I was just listening to the one with Lisa about the um, uh, dirty sex and eating clean, yeah. <laughs> and I thought that's she really did come up with a perfect hook on that one. If if you haven't listened to that episode yet, definitely listen to that one too. It's so good. Um, it it's funny how um, sex and food are incredibly interrelated and people don't even think about it. <laughs> I think they think of them as two polarizing topics. Like they, you know, they must not mesh together, but yet, you know, <laughs> one begets the other. It really does. Yes, it does. <laughs> Susan, I would love to hear how you got into this work. Well, I got into it because my marriage fell apart because my sex life fell apart. <laughs> You know how that is. We're walking the, we're, we're the, the, I guess you say that your greatest wound is your greatest gift, right? <laughs> and, um, oh my God, I almost lost my marriage. I almost ruined my little girl's childhood. Um, really what happened was we didn't know what we were doing when we got married and nobody does. So mm -hmm. the story that I tell about myself is really the story of us all. <laughs> I'm nothing special. I just, uh, my husband and I were sexually the blind leading the blind. Although of course he didn't think that he thought he was masterful, you know, as men. <laughs> right. And, um, I never really was able to um, have a climax from mm -hmm. intercourse. And of course now I know, hardly any women do. It's a learned skill, which I didn't understand. And over the years, you know, a decade of having sex with my husband, it became not, not great for me to keep doing that without really enough pleasure for myself. Mm -hmm. And I started pulling away from him and he started begging for sex and doing chores and, you know, anything he could date nights and taking me on vacation just to have sex. And the poor guy, he did everything he could. But the, but the real fundamental issue was it just wasn't that good for me. Mm -hmm. It's very hard for men to understand that. You, have you heard that phrase, bridging the orgasm gap? Yes. I call it crossing the gasm. It's like <laughs> guys can guys can really enjoy intercourse. Mm -hmm. Ninety, my husband's like a hundred percent of the time. Even yeah. if it's not that good, it's good for us, right? You know? And for women, we women, unless we're the lucky ones that somehow got the you know right set of genital uh, structure, 
we struggle a bit to learn how to have orgasms from intercourse or even from oral or even at all. Mm -hmm. And over a decade of having to have sex and it not being good, you naturally don't want to do it anymore. And my husband emotionally checked out and, you know, we just, we just were really split asunder by this issue. And Instead of watching him drive down the driveway and out of my life and thinking to myself, I could never do better than my husband. Why did this go wrong for us? And why do I see all my friends dropping life flies in their marriages? Why are they all getting divorced? It was not really money in my case because I lived in the Silicon Valley and we were very well to do. We were very successful. And I think that also led to um, the work and the childbirth and the caring of our daughter and the just sheer amount of things that we had to keep our attention on that pushed down our connection. Mm -hmm. And so what were we going to do? We were going to figure out how to try to repair our intimacy. We went to therapists who helped us with a lot of different issues, but we went to sex workshops mm -hmm. and that I'll have to tell you, it is extremely edgy to go to a place where you have to take off your clothes and show your body and do talk about sex and talk, look at your vulva for the first time. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I remember the first time my husband got out a mirror during sex after we'd gone to one of these workshops. He got out a mirror and he said, I want you to look at your beautiful, we called it a vagina back then. Now, right. the politically correct term is a vulva. I want you to look at your vagina. It's so beautiful to me. Sweetheart, you have to understand <clears throat> how, how beautiful you are. <clears throat> and I looked and I was like, well, it is kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I was so shy. I remember when I, when I was going to have our little girl, I was relieved I would have a cesarean section. I had to have a cesarean because she was breech, unmovable breech. And I was so happy yeah. because I didn't have to have anybody really look at my vulva. I was so shy. Now, my God, I'm like talking about all the parts and, you know, showing, building <laughs> diagrams and, you know, almost like I'm a genital aficionado now. I mean, I can tell you every part and what it does and how to touch it and all that stuff. You've come a long way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's but I think that's so critical. I you know, and I don't know where the disconnect starts. Is it our parents feel uncomfortable having these discussions as we're growing up? So then we feel inhibited about talking about things, using proper terminology. I mean, I grew up in a, a house of medical professionals, so I learned at a very young age to use all the right words, but it didn't mean that it cemented in my head that our sexuality was really part of who we are as individuals. And so where do you think that really stems from? Is it our upbringings? Is it kind of the, the overall kind of puritanical themes we really see here in the United States? Because I feel like when I travel abroad, um, even in Europe, I mean, people talk very openly about sex. It's not as stigmatized. Where do you think that really stems from? Ultimately, ultimately, it stems from religious repression, but I don't even think that that's really, I think that reframing the whole scenario, um, I don't think we should rely on our parents to teach us about sex. Um, I don't think that they had the tools back when we were children. Things are changing a lot more. The information's more readily available now. I mean, every 35-year-old is a sex expert these days, which I love. <laughs> I love seeing the young women coming up behind mm -hmm. me. And I, I, I mentor a lot of women. 
and men, but there aren't as many sex men, but I mentor a lot of people in this, in this space and help them. And <clears throat> I think that the question is, your sexual vitality is a part of your personal development. Mm -hmm. So you can put your you can put your attention on um, fitness, nutrition, health, child rearing, um, you know, good parenting, um, your career or entrepreneurship. You can work on mindfulness and gratitude. You can work on personal development of various kinds. And you can also work on your sexual pleasure and connection, your knowledge of sex. And it's just a part, everybody, Everybody is born sexual and dies sexual unless something pushes that down, mm -hmm. whether that could be health or trauma or fear and ignorance. And really seeking, there are people who are sexual seekers. They want to know more. They want to have more intimacy and connection. They want to have a passionate marriage. They want to feel sexy. They want to look sexy, be sexy, connect to their sexual selves. They want to have pleasure. And those people, those sexual seekers, they become aware of the fact that sex changes throughout your life. Mm -hmm. You mature sexually. You get better in bed with attention paid to your sex life. You go through a lot of sexual life stages, of course, like anything else. And that it's one of those things that if you're interested in it, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> it gives you, I gotta stop drinking milk and my coffee, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> gives you lifelong payoff. Uh, that's what's nice about it. So it's really just an adjunct of personal growth that's what sex is. And we need to own it ourselves and let go of being angry or upset at our parents for not equipping us because they weren't equipped and we've got to break the cycle about that. There are wonderful ways to talk to your children at every age about sex. Um, and I'd love to come on sometime and do another yeah. another conversation just about the journey of sexual parenting. I love that. Um, and modeling and, and those, I mean, that is a juicy topic. As a matter of fact, in my upcoming, I'm going to give, may I give myself a little plug? Sure. Please. Thank you. I have an upcoming event called the Sexual Vitality Summit. It has been a culmination of over 15 years of work. And it is a free event that's online for a week. I'm sure you'll offer a link. I'm just going to say the easy yeah. link. Is that okay? Yeah, love sure. it. <laughs> it's at sexualvitalitysummit.com. Just look up Sexual Vitality Summit and you'll find me. And what I've done is I've assembled a dream team of experts who were my mentors, my go-to people, the people that I have learned so much from around sexual health and wellness. Because what I realized is that there are three different stool legs to the stool, the steady stool of sexual positivism in our life. One is understanding sexual technique, and that's the kind of the body-based piece mm -hmm. of it. That's the I understand my genitals, I understand my clitoral structure, I understand engorgement, I understand um, you know, uh, how to pleasure, um, I understand how to be present and connected, I understand how to get out of my head and into my body, mm -hmm. you know, all the kind of physicality of things. And then there's the bedroom communication skills, the communication that's so 
important. And that's the, I know how to give feedback and receive feedback. I know how to understand what I want and give it words so my partner can get the information they need to pleasure me. I I know how to talk about issues that come up when I have pain or problems. I know how to take care of those things with my partner. I know how to tell, talk to my partner when they're having problems. Mm-hmm. Those are two. So the techniques and the bedroom communication skills. But the third one is sexual health. And when I did this summit, what I didn't understand before I did it, and you're going to be like, duh, because this is what you know, is that your gut is the seat of your your health and your sexual health. Mm -hmm. Gut and detoxification. It's about your hormones and your sugar levels and your sleep and your pooping, your your peristalsis and your motility. You know, uh, just getting the toxins out that are part of our daily life, mm-hmm. keeping your body, your adrenals pumping, your hormones and making that serotonin. And my God, I just really, 15 years of learning about techniques and communication skills. And here I was mm-hmm. blind to, as we are until our awareness is raised, blind to all the things we can do to keep our libido high, our mm-hmm. desire raised, our arousal working. Those mechanisms are so important. And, and that's when I started thinking about, oh, there's really three legs to that stool, desire, a libido, and arousal. And they're different things and they're fueled by different things in our life. And if one of those legs is broken or unstable, we're not operating at our highest sexual potential. We're not moving into an expansiveness of our sexuality. And that's where you really hit joy. You really hit joy when you're expanding in your confidence, your pleasure, and your connection at a sexual level. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting-edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress, exercise, sleep, and where you are in your menstrual cycle in real time. And by pairing a continuous glucose monitor with their app and expert nutritional guidance, NutriSense can help you reach your health goals. And the best part is it's not just a program where they send you the CGM and you have to figure it out on your own. Each subscription plan includes one month of free expert nutritionist support. Your nutritionist will work with you one-on-one interpreting your data and providing customized advice to help you reach your health goals. The last time I had my CGM on, my registered dietitian and I troubleshooted over some specific concerns that I had. And whether you're aiming to lose weight, stabilize your energy, or just feel better overall, NutriSense offers the guidance and support you need. And lasting sustainable change takes time and can be achieved through a longer term subscription. That's why I encourage my patients and clients to consider three, six, or 12-month subscriptions where it's actually less expensive and allows you to not only achieve your goals, but also to ensure that you stick to your healthy lifestyle for the long term. As I've mentioned before, I have found the CGMs I've used through NutriSense to be incredibly insightful, specifically to carbohydrate tolerance. I would not have known that plantains spiked my blood sugar 
without this information. It's also been hugely helpful for tailoring to workouts and sleep quality. And so for me, even though I am metabolically healthy, I find the insights to be particularly helpful to tailor my lifestyle changes to my blood sugar. Visit NutriSense.io slash EWP and use the code E. WP for $30 off plus one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to let them know you're a listener of the Everyday Wellness Podcast when they ask you how you heard about them. This is one of my favorite ways to take care of my health and one of my top recommendations for all of my patients and clients. Mighty Maca is a superfood drink mix full of 30 plus natural ingredients, and it was formulated by Dr. Anna Kabeca during her healing journey. Mighty Maca Plus ingredients, which include nourishing ingredients like organic maca powder, turmeric, quercetin, broccoli, parsley, trans resveratrol, pomegranate extract, and more, were carefully selected for immune support to sustain energy, provide mental clarity, and improve recovery. It also tastes delicious. It supports healthy detoxification and alkalinity in the body, balances hormones, fights free radicals, and neutralizes lactic acid, all while increasing your energy and vitality. It helps improve your digestion and reignites your libido. It's a powerful superfood drink mix that needs to be part of your daily routine. And Dr. Anna is offering my listeners 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. That's 10% off your first per that's 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. It's delicious and nutritious. I think one of the things that you really highlighted there is that sex involves many components. I think oftentimes we think that it's just should be just this kind of natural thing we all know how to do. Like we just go into the bedroom and boom, it happens and it's magical every time. But what you're telling us here is that there's really, there's a lot to learn and that it's okay to want to learn these things. Yeah. And the more you learn, the better sex gets. And the better sex gets, the more you have and the more you have, the better you get. That whole kind of fortuitous cycle. I call that the upward pleasure spiral. Getting on, you just ride that spiral up. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's so critical, you know, when, when you're actually presenting it in such a way that it's not just this mechanical act. I think when, you know, people are first having sexual intercourse, it's a mechanical act. They don't really know what they're doing. They're hoping they're doing it with the right person. They hope they're being careful. They hope they don't get pregnant or a disease. And really, there's so much to it. And, and I think it's very hard as a younger person to understand that there's so much emotional physicality in, a, in combination with this physical piece that's even more critical than what we realize. Like the way that I look at sex as a 40-something woman is very different than I did when I was in college and beyond. And so um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit, a little touch on a little bit about these stages that we go through in terms of our sexuality. Obviously, the stumbling, fumbling at the beginning, and hopefully as you're getting older and more mature, you're in a position where you're enjoying more of the, of the, the joy of sex, truly. Well, uh, Cynthia, I think it's very insightful that you asked about and started explaining the stages mm-hmm. of our, what I would call our sexual maturation. Mm-hmm. Um, you are so right about you, 40-year-olds, start getting really interested in sex techniques. Yes. When you're, and 
bummer is that a lot of our sexual connection starts out in fear, mm -hmm. fear of getting pregnant, fear of getting an STI. There's a lot of anxiety that happens around sexuality. And that also comes from religious repression. Mm -hmm. It comes from you know, conversations around abstinence and, you know, all of those kinds of things that make especially women so scared of mm -hmm. sex. We start off afraid of it. And that's, that's where it's a shame that in our 20s, mo my daughter came into her sexuality with a pleasure view at, because I took care of telling her exactly how to protect herself mm -hmm. from getting STIs and exactly what to do around contraception that was the safest non-hormonal contraception. Mm -hmm. And what STI, there's over 20 STIs, how do you avoid them? Most of them are actually skin-to-skin -skin contact, yep. body scans, sexual history conversations, setting your boundaries. These are the kinds of things you teach 20-year-olds. Mm -hmm. And then 30-year-olds, mostly what you teach them is how to bounce back from childbirth, mm -hmm. how to reconnect with their husband in a different way now that they're mothers. Um, that's a big part of the 30s is because by the time you get married and you have a baby or two or three or four or whatever you have, you have become really bored with your husband. Mm -hmm. he, he, the bloom is off the rose with that sucker. <laughs> 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 the big problem is, and I want to parking lot this and come back to it, is that the difference between, I really want to give you guys this, this frame on the difference between testosterone and estrogen in the bedroom. But the, the 30s are, oh my God, where did my libido go? Mm -hmm. The 40s are, oh my God, I'm hitting middle age. My sex life is going to end. What do I do? My, your fifties are okay. My sex life, sex life's not going to end, but my parts are wearing out. I need to figure out why, I, <laughs> why it hurts to have sex. Then your sixties are like, okay, I've got all that figured out. I'm sexually healthy now that I've gone through that experience and I've learned some good techniques and I, I don't have so many issues around my body image anymore because, you know, I just love my body because it's still working. Thank God. <laughs> so then you start getting good in bed and letting go of body image and having some confidence and communication and you get pretty good at sex by the time you're 60 and by the time you're 70 you're having this kind of really nice slow languorous really hopefully you've worked on your orgasm you know skills and and potential and you're having orgasms in many different ways instead of kind of the one or the two go-to ways that you did when you were younger and then by the time you get in your 80s you're just happy if you have sex once in a while but you're still hope hopefully <laughs> having sex and having a partner who still has good erectile function and you know you're doing things like making sure they get gains waves and eat healthy fats and mm -hmm. feeding them my salad dressing that's a, the new viagra i gotta Ooh. give you salad dressing yeah so it's definitely life definitely life stages I think that's hilarious. I mean, I, I think that, you know, being in my 40s, I have to agree. I definitely have to agree with each one of those and, you know, kind of looking forward. A funny story worth sharing. So when Viagra came out, I was, it was right around the time I became a nurse practitioner. And so I was writing prescriptions, wrote for a lot of them. And I gave the 60-year-old man uh, a prescription for Viagra. And about two weeks later, I got a call from the ER physician at the hospital I worked. And he said, I can't even tell you what happened. You just need to come down and see this. Well, 
this 60 year old man who was so excited that he could finally have an erection and have sex with his wife that he'd been married to for forever. He was so vigorous in his, you know, conquest of his wife that he actually broke a couple of her ribs. I mean, I guess because she was a little osteoporotic, she was this teeny tiny thing. And so my lasting impression of this, you know, 60 year old ish client, uh, patient of mine that I had was this story. And, and so I, I, my hope is that people will, you know, obviously come listen to your summit, seek you out as a resource, but acknowledging that we're, we're designed to be having sex throughout our lifetime. It's yeah. not a, until I procreate and then I'm just going to pretend I, I'm no longer a sexual being because it's such a huge component of our personalities and our personas. Yeah. If we're lucky, it's a huge component because when you're sexually confident and sexually pleasured and you're, you have great intimacy and connection, there's a level of soulfulness and connection with your partner that's very calming and reassuring. Mm-hmm. Also, if you can use a non-hormonal birth control that allows you to actually experience his semen in your vagina, Mm -hmm. your vaginal mucosa is a sponge. And that's why we have to be careful of STIs, but Mm -hmm. semen is very good for us. It has luteinizing hormones that regulate our cycles, even post-menopause. It has serotonin, so we get the Mm -hmm. happy you know, the happy neurotransmitter, (laughs) osterone in it. He gives you testosterone in his saliva and in his semen and that Mm. testosterone it can give you balls. When you're, when you are, it gives you the courage. It lowers your anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's a nice testosterone injection that you get. You get zinc, which lowers your brain fog and keeps mm-hmm. you mentally, it gives you acuity. Um, there's like 20 different wonderful things in semen. And mm. here we were. I have no right idea. We were raised to be afraid of it. We're going to yeah. get pregnant. Semen is disgusting. <laughs> It's actually one of the things that's very synergistic in the male-female bonding um, sexual mm-hmm. connection. So if, if you can do anything to um, allow your partner to ejaculate inside you, it's super healthy for you. That is an elixir. Isn't that crazy to think about it that way? After have- we're so programmed to be afraid of it. Right. Well, I went off to college and my father's lasting words to me were, whatever you do, don't get pregnant. So yeah, yes, you know, the, the fear, the fear of the yeah. father. <laughs> right. Yeah. So let's go back. Let's go back to that topic that you wanted to mention before, which was testosterone and estrogen. Tell us about those in the bedroom. Yeah. So this is definitely, um, you know, most of the people who listen to your show are mompreneurs, as you call mm-hmm. them. So we've been let's just say we've been married to our husbands for and by the way everything that i say i'm going with the great middle which is the heterosexual monogamous partnership but you can always take anything i say and fit it into mm-hmm. any place on the gender spectrum um any anything like that so i don't want to negate people of same sex relationships or who identify <clears throat> differently than the gender that they were assigned at birth you know that kind of thing but there is this thing of testosterone and estrogen mm-hmm. if you're a penis owner you are testosterone forward that's your dominant hormone and if you are a vulva owner you are estrogen dominant <laughs> and they make us wildly different mm-hmm. so Testosterone is very sure and certain and goal-oriented, and estrogen has its eye on everything. It's kind of like paying attention to a million details. Testosterone can compartmentalize sex, 
estrogen can't. So estrogen has a hard time getting out of its head and into its body. Mm. Testosterone is like, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Here we go. We're going. This is, you know, like so. <laughs> and the good news is we need each other for those things. Estrogen's like, slow down. Let's get going. Let's clear the air. Let's get, let go of the withholds. Let's, I got to get things off my chest. I got to relax first. And testosterone gets estrogen going, right? <laughs> and the problem is that testosterone is very sure and certain of itself, which is why it never asks for directions when it's lost. Which is <laughs> it knows the answer to everything. It's so damn sure of itself, which is great. Confidence, yep. Confidence, yeah. right? Testosterone is balls. It's, mm -hmm. I got this. It's, I know what I'm doing. Don't tell me, because I know what I'm doing. I got this. And we love that about testosterone, yep. that certainty. That falls apart in the bedroom after four or five years of it thinking it's better than it is. 80% of men think they're above average in bed. Most of course men, they do. Wow. <laughs> and they, they generally really have very limited skills, very limited skills. If you compare the skill set of the average 35 to 45 year old husband with what is possible and known, it's like one or 2%. Mm -hmm. So he has a couple of go-to moves. He has a few things he does, you know, the alphabet on your clitoris or whatever, right? You know, somebody say that and thought that was the move or whatever. And the problem with us women is we get bored. We are good women who have an opportunity who got lucky and ended up with an incredible lover or two somehow, right? And there's other of us women that didn't get that for like 20 or 30 years of trying. Um, we get bored with the same O, same O. Because when the when the penis goes in the vagina, the penis is very happy. But the vagina is not always because the vagina doesn't always have orgasms from that. Mm. Now, that's a learned skill. and. Unlike other sex birds who say, hey, PIV, they call it PIV, like it's a, <laughs> you know, like it's like a thing, I think that's funny. PIV sex is, you know, there's even TED Talks that say, PIV sex is overrated. You know, it's, it's all about the clitoris and, you know, you just you don't even worry if you're not having sex with you. And I'm like, that is the worst freaking, obviously you've never had great PIV <laughs> sex, Correct. which I didn't for years. What I want to tell women is, Sex is a learned skill, and when a couple learns together, when they, when they finally get to the realization that they need to do something to keep their sex life going, when the masculine is finally willing to learn some new things and do some new things, that really makes your sex life better. And you can learn how to have so many kinds of orgasms. You can have clitoral orgasms, G-spot orgasms, female ejaculatory orgasms, perineal orgasms, analgasms, breastgasms, footgasms, tongue and throatgasms, bodygasms, tummygasms. You know, it, we are infinitely orgasmic as women and it's just literally getting having the 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 space to be safe to explore with a partner who's willing to experiment with stimulation and to 
lean into your desire and have co-create pleasure together to expand your orgasmic palate. You know, men have 14 different ways that they can have orgasms. They have them one way because it's just outside their awareness. They think there's one way to orgasm. There's not, there's so many. So when you can learn how to tell your partner the things that you need to tell him to give him the information that he needs to pleasure you. This is a technique. I'd love to give you this technique, the sexual soulmate pact. May I share this with you? Sure. This yeah, sure. Absolutely. Well, what, what we have to understand about ourselves is that we are little animals. We're not, when we think about ourselves as human beings, we think we're this lofty, big-brained, amazing thing, and we look down on all the other animals. We are right in there with the ponies and the whales and the turtles. We're an animal in the animal kingdom. We are ruled by our blood sugar, our sleep levels, our gut motility, our um, hormones, right? This is, this is what runs us. We don't buck our gut bacteria runs us. We don't run ourselves. You know that. I'm speaking yeah. to the choir about that. Yeah. But at some point, we've all been sold a big fat lie. It's called the protein misconception. So starting in the 1980s, we all believed that more protein equated to more muscle growth. And I'm here to tell you it's a big misconception. This has a great deal to do that our body can only absorb protein that's broken down into smaller building blocks called amino acids. It doesn't matter if you're consuming 30 grams of protein or 300 grams of protein. If you don't have a sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, your muscles will ultimately be unable to use these as vital building blocks. That's why it's crucial you take a high-quality digestive enzyme. The one I trust and use myself is called Masszymes by Bioptimizers. Masszymes is a full-spectrum enzyme formula with more protease than any other commercially available product. Product with five different forms of protease. Plus, it contains all the other key enzymes you need for optimal digestion. If you're experiencing bloating, gas, or digestive distress, a contributing factor can be that your body is no longer producing as much digestive enzymes. And you can try Masszymes today, risk-free. They have a 365-day full money-back guarantee and is the gold standard in the industry. Go to biooptimizers.com slash Cynthia. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash Cynthia and use promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off of any order. Again, that's promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off any order. Have you guys heard about a bioactive whole food on the market with 5,000 published research studies backing it? When my oldest son needed to go on antibiotics a few months ago, I discovered Armra Colostrum and the benefits for him and his recovery from being on antibiotics have been instrumental in me now recommending this to my dairy non-sensitive patients and clients. Armra's colostrum strengthens immunity, ignites metabolism, 
fortifies gut health, promotes hair growth and skin radiance, and powers fitness performance and recovery. My son has mentioned to me over and over again how great his gut feels, how he has improved his digestion and gut function as well. Colostrum is a rich, exclusive source of immunoglobulins or antibodies that optimize our immune defense even during cold and flu season. And we know that mucosal barriers house over 80% of our body's immune cells, including the antibodies IgG and SIG-A. And these immunoglobulins bind and intercept harmful particles like viruses, bacteria, and toxins, blocking them from crossing into the barriers into our bloodstream. And armrest colostrum contains the highest levels of SIG-A and IgG to ensure your most fortified first line of protection. It's sustainably sourced, and it's important to know that you want to mix colostrum only with cold liquids or foods or dry scoop it into your mouth. This is also great for the oral microbiome. And we've worked out a special offer for my everyday wellness community where you can receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash Cynthia15 or enter Cynthia15 to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash Cynthia15. You definitely want to check it out. We have to honor that. And we forget in the bedroom to honor that. We're so worried about hurting his feelings. So we put up with things for a decade that don't serve us. We don't honor our yoni. And every time we have sex that isn't that good for us, our yoni gets a little chip on her shoulder. She's like, eh, well, I didn't like that. And the next time you want to make love, she's like, remember, it wasn't that good last time. Oh, it's not good again. It wasn't that good. And she gets less and less desire. So how do you get, how do you make Yoni happy and give her what she needs to get on that upward pleasure spiral? How do you do that? You have to communicate with your partner. But if I tell my partner something, if I give him the least little feedback, he's like, I know. You don't have to tell me. I know what I'm doing because testosterone's making him do that. It's not him. It's his chemistry, right? So we have to hold that compassionate heart for our, mm-hmm. our partner. So how do you get around that? Like, how do you get the information in without him contracting? Because every time he contracts, you're like, oh, I'm not going to tell him anything again. I'm just going to put up with what doesn't mean that thing that's scratching me that I really can't let go and surrender to my pleasure because there's that scratchy thing or whatever. You know? Right. We're so sensitive to everything, which is when we get that working in our favor, that's what creates that incredible orgasmic expression. But when it's not working, it's not working. So the sexual soulmate pact is really the agreement between a couple that says, well, we have to team up together. You know, my husband and I call ourselves Team Sweetie. That's our sexual team name, Team Sweetie. And we, we just kind of like gang up against the animals that we are in a way, not gang up, but really acknowledge that we're animals and we listen to our bodies and we communicate openly and honestly exactly what our bodies need in every moment. And it, though it's bi-directional, it's really important for the female body 
because she's fussier, more sensitive generally, and because she's hormonally cyclical. So mm -hmm. she goes as this lunar woman through these phases where as her animal, let's just say she's a kitty cat, some days where she needs to be held and mm -hmm. stroked and only stroke uh, with the fur, not again, <laughs> right? And she's fussy and her tail might be flicking a little if something's not good. So you got to adjust. Mm -hmm. And other days she might be the lioness and she's going to ravish him. And he's so confused by this because he's just Mr. Daddy, <laughs> forward as she goes, you know? Everything feels good if I just put my in, my, in that vagina. I'm all good. You know, all the other stuff is just frosting on the cake. So if you together realize that feedback is not failure, it's just information to make you better lovers together. And then the next step in this soulmate pact is, okay, that's pretty easy to understand. Oh, okay, right. We're animals. Yeah, we are changeable. Yeah, we do need different things. Okay. Well, that makes sense. But how am I going to get my husband to take it in without being all like, nah, what I'm doing? how do you do that? Here's the trick. <laughs> This is the trick. And, oh, if you've got a stubborn husband, you have to just keep reinforcing this. Some husbands get it right away and they're just like very facile and easygoing. And they're like, oh, is that what you need? Okay, here you go. And other husbands, they're just, I don't know. They're just, they don't like to be told what to do. Or they and just don't like the, change. Yeah. The or they, yeah, they, they don't like change. Exactly. Or they just- We're threatening. Yeah, they're just stubborn. They're just, yeah. you know, resistant. And so if you've got a resistant husband, stay with it. Don't give up because this works like a charm. And they do. The light bulb goes on one day and they get it. So they really just don't like to mess up. They don't like to be wrong. They want to do a great job. In your heart, you have to remember that they are really, really trying hard. No matter what your experience is, they're doing the best they can do. And so here's the trick, and it's weird. You're gonna be like, wait, will that really work? And it will, I promise you this will work. This will get you on the upward pleasure spiral because it works in testosterone and estrogen's pathways. When you say something that you need, baby, go lighter, now go slower. Can you go to the left? You're on my hair. Can we flip over? <laughs> my knee hurts. Can you put a pillow under my head? Can we do it this way, that way, whatever? Can you put on more lube? Whatever you need. And he says, thank you, baby. Or got it, babes. Or sure, how's this? Yeah, honey, of course. Anything else? When he is so easy about getting that feedback, when he's, when it, when he has the experience that taking that in and just adjusting meant he wasn't doing anything wrong at all, and he thanks you for it, he acknowledges you, he encourages you, so that when you ask him, he doesn't contract, but he leans forward and wants more, and he acknowledges and appreciates you, and, and that thank you, my God, it is like golden honey during lovemaking, when he says, thank you, baby. And you're like, he really did want that. He really does hear me. He really does appreciate me. He didn't take that personally. Then all of a sudden it opens the communication lines mm -hmm. so that you can start really 
really listening to your animal and telling him what she needs in the moment. And then he gets really good in bed with you. And then you try all kinds of new things. And then you've just got this wonderful, intimate, pillow talk connection where there's just a lot of things being said and it all just flows. And of course he can do the same for you and you can thank him. Though what we recommend, what I really say is, don't say, please, honey, can you get off my hair? Or please, honey, can you go harder, faster, slower, deeper, more loop, blah, blah, blah. It's <clears throat> honey, can you? Or faster or way slower, whatever it is, no pleases and no thank yous. Because if you have to get into your good girl manners brain, you have suddenly gotten out of your sexual surrender brain. They are actually two brainwave states. Your theta brainwave state is your orgasm, meditation, unconscious surrendered to pleasure in your body sensation brainwave state. And your thank you, please, okay, could you, is your beta brainwave mm -hmm. state. We're in beta right now. We're in conscious communication. You want to stay in theta. So you just got to shout stuff out. And he's got to understand that that's where he, exactly where he wants to keep you. Right. So he doesn't need please and thank you, but he needs to give it to you because estrogen needs reassurance. That's why we need the testosterone from his semen and saliva. That's why testosterone is part of the panoply of bioidentical hormone replacement. Mm. They don't just give you estrogen. They give you estrogen, progesterone, a little testosterone. They check your thyroid. They keep, you keep your cortisol levels, right? So you mm. need that from him. And he needs to understand that. And once he gets that, whoosh, things get really good from there because you're finally <laughs> yeah. giving him what he needs to get good. So that's the Sexual Soulmate Pact. And it's at sexualsoulmatepact.com. I give it away. I recommend you download it and you give it to your I wrote it for him. The stories are for him. The way I describe it is for him. Don't tell him. Just read it over a date night. Share it with him. Discuss it. Try it. And when he says thank you, make the biggest fuss you've ever made right in the moment. You're training him like a dog. Sorry, but you are. It's puppy skill building. You are like immediately rewarding him with the cookie. You can't reward him with the cookie later. You nope. got to reward him with the cookie right then. And then afterward, baby, that was the best. We're getting so good together. I love when you say thank you. It turns me on. When you encourage me to tell you what I need and how you adjust, oh my God, I think our sex life's never been hotter. I'm, I've never been more in love with you. I'm excited about this. Keep doing it. Wow. He's all like, puff, puff, puff. It's just <laughs> so big. And he's like, eh, I know. I got you, baby. Thank you, baby. I love it. I love it. Isn't it funny? I love it. No, but it, but I think it's it's so, you know, as I'm intellectually, I'm hearing it. Emotionally, I'm hearing it. I think, you know, the women that listen to the podcast, even the men that listen to the podcast, it'll, you know, make them go, hmm. Uh, and you're changing lives right here. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've given us so much good info, but we love to leave our listeners with two tips. So if you could distill down all this information into two tips that you would give our listeners to improve their health every day, what would those tips be? 
make sure you're really, really pooing well. <clears throat> you have to get moving. And if you don't get up in the morning and immediately have to take a nice, big, healthy, easy poo, you got to work on your digestive system. Um, I think that's the number one thing. It is, it is definitely the leading indicator of gut health and everything begins in the gut. So uh, getting, getting that going and taking a lot of healthy fat. I take a tablespoonful of cod liver oil, uh, 670 I use a vitamin E tocopherols and some black cumin seed oil or some seed oil of some kind, flax seeds ground every day. I make my own salad dressing. Uh, and so I'm eating avocado oil and healthy fats every day. I think for a lot of women, one of the biggest issues is we think we're getting enough healthy fat and we're not. Yeah. We think we're eating avocado every day. It's not enough to eat an avocado, half an avocado every day. It's yeah. just not, and even eating some nuts and seeds. I think we need to put some oils back into our system. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. And number two is have erotic play dates. Don't have sex mm -hmm. with your husband. Schedule sex so you do it because you're never going to be horny. You got to get <laughs> horny. That's how desire works. You got to, mm -hmm. you know how... After sex, you're like, oh, right, I do like sex. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know what I mean? You're just not like dying to jump his bones. But once you do, you're like, okay, yeah, 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 right. I, I. That's us. That's yep. how we're wired. That's estrogen. It needs to be seduced and aroused. I'd love to come back on sometime and talk to you about arousal and yep. how women get aroused versus men. So you can teach your husband how to arouse you. It's so crucial. But that tip of having time to learn new sex techniques together. Hey, I'd like to do G-spot play. Let's do that. Or I'd like to try a new sex toy, or I'd like to do role play and get a funny, sexy lingerie outfit and wear it around for you. Or I'd like to um, have sex in this new position. I have, I have an ebook called the 360 degree sex position, come full circle. It's just a free little thing I give away. It's like a way you spin. If you're, you don't even have to be athletic. I'm pushing 60 and I do this. You can spin around your partner without uh, disengaging from intercourse where you actually do this like 360 degree pivot in the bed. It's really fun just to try it and see if you can do it because I'll give you the link to it um, because it's really fun to just like do it as a lark. You got to do things sexually just for fun and as a lark. You got to bring fun back into the bedroom by learning new things together. The couple that plays together stays, stays together, together. Oh, especially yeah. in the bedroom. <laughs> Well, I can speak for Kelly and I. We would love to have you back. There are a variety of topics we could have you back and talk on. But thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your gifts uh, with our listeners. And um, we will definitely be back in touch to have you on again. Love to. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about Cynthia and her work at chtwellness.com. And you can find out more about Kelly and her work at everydaytherapist.com. In addition, if you have questions for us or topics you'd like us to address, please email us at everydaywellnesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be well. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware 
that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness. 